Thank you for that small mercy, Fletcher said. How are you going to do it? Do you really want to know? Fletcher thought for a moment, and Victor saw him going back and forth in the idea before he nodded. Yes, I need to know. Suicide, Victor explained. You're going to go back to your cochette and take an overdose of painkillers. You'll drift off to sleep and never wake up again. Quiet. Peaceful. No mess. No fuss. No pain. He set a bottle of prescription painkillers on the table. Fletcher stared at it. They're mine. For my bad back. Victor nodded. Your fingerprints are on the bottle, Fletcher said, looking from the bottle to Victor's hands. No, they're not. Fletcher slid the bottle closer. I don't want to be a suicide. I don't want to die like that. Victor said, you don't really have a choice. I'm going to accompany you back to your couchette. Trust me when I say that it's in your best interest to take the pills willingly. Fletcher swallowed. No, you misunderstand. I'm not going to fight or run. I don't worry, Victor said, and it wouldn't make a difference if you did. Fletcher sighed. I know, like I said, I read your file. I read the reports. I even saw a video of a massacre you committed in Minsk. I'm a pencil pusher with a slip disc who's terrified of flying. I know there's nothing I can do to stop the one they call cleric. But what I mean is, I don't want my wife to think I killed myself. My wife is a good woman. She doesn't deserve to have to grieve for me and hate me for leaving her at the same time. Just because I can't say no to a beautiful woman doesn't mean I don't love her. I do, with all my heart, despite what you think. I don't care if you love your wife or not. And my daughter, Fletcher said, composure starting to crack. Sweet Ella, she's too young to understand, but one day she'll find out what really happened to her dad, and then she'll think I didn't love her enough to stay alive to watch her grow up. Victor remained silent. Fletcher said, Can't you shoot me or break my neck? Anything but a suicide. No. Beijing can't know the leak was found. London wants to use your mistress without her knowledge. There can't be any blame. Then an accident, for God's sake, Fletcher said, talking faster than he was thinking. I can fall in front of a train at the station. I can tie my shoelace and slip and... No, Victor said again, insistent but calm and level. You'll look coerced on the closed-circuit television CCTV recordings. It won't convince anyone. There has to be some other way. There simply has to be. I'll do anything. Victor thought a moment. It seemed only polite to consider the plea from a target to alter the method of his own death whilst accepting the death itself as inevitable. In all his years as a professional assassin... He had never been in such a situation. People had begged before, to no avail, but always to survive, never to die in a manner of their own choosing. 
pulling off an accident that attracted no suspicion was no small feat. Hence the overdose, either with cooperation or forced. But an accident with the victim's assistance was a different matter. Go to the dining car before it closes, he told Fletcher once he had thought through the particulars, and order yourself some dinner. Dinner? Victor said, the dining car is open, but not for much longer. There is a steak option on the menu. I don't understand. When we've finished this conversation, I'll sit here, and you go order a nice slab of sirloin. Ask for it well done. Cut off a big piece. Don't chew too much before you swallow. The rest will take care of itself. Oh, I see. I'm going to choke to death. Shit. <laughs>